Hello, Andy here from the Maidstone Radio Breakfast Show. How are you? Are you all right? I'm sure you are. Uh, Welcome to The Chats. This is the podcast where we bring you some of the highlights from The Breakfast Show. And this morning, we were talking to Amy Riley from the Hazlitt Institute about a brand new live show called Not A Phase Live. It was all designed as Maidstone's response to pride. And this is what happened. Let's say good morning to Amy Riley. Good morning, Amy. How are you? Hello. I'm good, thank you. How are you? Yeah, no, I'm all good, thank you. Um, You join us through the wonders of modern technology um, from the headquarters. Let's just pretend it's the headquarters of the Hazlitt Institute. Um, For those not in the know, just give us a quick idea. What is the Hazlitt Institute? So the Hazlitt Institute uh, is, we're based here at the Hazlitt Theatre, which is obviously the hub theatre of Maidstone. And we basically do everything, which seems ambitious, Um, (laughs) but we basically have a youth theatre, we have a dance company, we have um, a whole adult programme. So it's kind of a title that encompasses all of the work we do, which is the Hazlitt Institute for Performing Arts, but kind of in a nutshell is about bringing theatre and performance to the community of Maidstone. Awesome. Okay, so um, specifically, we've asked you to come on to have a little chat about something that is coming our way in um, sort of a week's time, sort of 10, 10, nine days' time, um, and it's called Not A Phase Live. What is Not A Phase Live? So Not A Phase Live is basically uh, been created in response to the need for um, my kind of feelings that Maidstone needed something for pride and um, we're a we're a county town and we don't do very much <laughs> um, and not a phase is basically it's a chance to celebrate lgbtq plus voice and kind of put that voice into the town center and to sit there and go those voices are here and please listen um, so what we did initially is we kind of got a load of different stories from people um, who all over maidstone and kind of the surrounding villages and um, we took those voices and we turned them into um, basically like little QR codes, which are currently all around town um, and you can go around and you can scan them. Um, and the live event has basically been created as a chance to experience a theatrical performance. So you'll turn up to the Hazlet um, and we're going to take you for a walk around town. And around town, we've basically uh, are building these mini installations, which are like how I like to describe them are like the inside of brains of the people that we have um, spoken with so that you guys can kind of get kind of walk into their lives for a little bit and actually learn about them. Um, So it's very exciting. And I feel like for me, it's something at being Maidstone born and bred, something I've not seen Maidstone do before. Um, So I, I was going to say this. I was going to yeah. say this because <laughs> as someone who is also Maidstone um, born and bred and um, was also growing up queer, uh, this is like if, if this was happening when I was 15 years old, my mind would have been blown. This is genuinely an exciting thing that's that's happening in Maidstone. And that makes me so happy. And I think for us, and like, so I work with the youth theatre here and for me it's the stories as well that came from those young people and one of those stories is from um one of our members eli um and we're going to be sharing that as part of the live event and 
kind of a sneak peek into their story, but they speak a lot about how for them, they thought that they were afraid of Maidstone and they, they kind of had this idea that they had to be afraid of it. And actually what they've learned through kind of experiences and they specifically talk about like glitter bomb in the park which also i know is coming this year but how like there i really was there is no i place. was there you were there yes <laughs> and that's what eli says they say like for them it was a chance to see people like them who were happy and weren't afraid for a moment and um mm. they end it basically talking about how maidstone is home and that's really important i think we've got to have these examples for lgbtq plus youth especially growing up in maidstone to be like it's okay because um, I think there's so much, so many scary things in the world, and some people have spoken about those things, and I think it's important to honour them. And I made a kind of conscious effort that, as much as it's great to celebrate Maidstone, and when you're working with partners and stuff, it's always like, oh, we want to see the happy sides of Maidstone, but we've also got to be truthful to the fact that sometimes nasty things happen happen here to people, um, and being respectful of them, and also honouring those stories. Obviously, you've talked about Eli's story. Are there any other stories in the performances that really stand out for you? Yes. So there is a beautiful story um, that comes from um, an old gentleman called John. Um, And John speaks about um, his husband um, passed away during the pandemic. And John speaks about uh, a bench that they always used to walk to and sit at in Moat Park. And he reflects on that bench and the happy kind of memories that him and his partner spent there. Um, and for me, I think as well as kind of having a slightly older generation of LGBTQ plus voice has been really interesting. Um, and I know John talks, talks in his story about how like him and Terry had been together for 46 years and actually things weren't as accepting back then and that they've had a bit of a journey together um, on that. So there's some really beautiful stories. There's some tragic stories and I think um, there's some stories that well there's one story in particular that's been written on behalf of someone who's no longer here um and i think that's what's really powerful is that actually people have come forward to share these moments and i had a bit of doubt when i was kind of midway through the project of like actually nobody knows who i am you're i'm asking you to send me very vulnerable parts of yourself (laughs) to just some random computer in the middle of maidstone you don't know my name you don't know anything about me um so i've been really kind of happy with what has come out of it and we've got stories of activism in there we've got there's stories from like people who are quite young as well who want to share how they feel and i think it's very interesting and it's I think it's very powerful and I really want people in Maidstone to engage with it. And if, even if it feels unfamiliar to you and you're a bit nervous or apprehensive, it's actually come and listen. Come. That's why the tour's there. That's why there are these QR codes around town because you can do that in your own time. And actually for young people who might be learning things about themselves, it also gives a kind of element of not secrecy, but the, that you can go and listen to those stories in your own time and it's, go and have a walk around Maidstone and listen to John and talk about his bench and go and listen to these people who are maybe older than you and have learnt things that they can teach you as well. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm honestly, I'm kind of glad that um, I uh, am not one of the brains that people are walking into because my brain's incredibly small. Uh, there wouldn't be much space for everyone to fit in. Um, but um, 
I, I, I'm, I, I'm desperate to go and, and experience it, and I want to find all the QR codes. It's like a little Easter egg hunt. I like it. Yeah, there's, like a, find all and the... there's a little map. So if you go to our Facebook page, I've built, I built a lovely map, so you can kind of see where all of the codes are, and they're all over. So there's some in the mall, there's some in Fremlins, uh, but they're all town centre based. So you can just go and have a look round, and they're really easy to find. That you can see, like they're in prime place. These little like LGBTQ plus flags. Um, they're all there ready and waiting for people to go and scan. I mean, it's brilliant. And um, without trying to sort of use a pun here, it's a great source of pride that something like this is happening in Maidstone, especially like I was at St. Simon's Dock, um, so uh, Catholic school. So not generally a thing that you'd normally talk about. Mm -hmm. Um, And now to sort of see where I was and where things are now, it's incredibly exciting. And I suppose in the sort of era of Heartstopper and Love Victor, and, and those kinds of shows and those kinds of stories that are being told in the media. Um, this must be something that perhaps some of your younger audiences would find really, really interesting and really helpful. Yeah, and I think for me as well, it's about the legacy of this. It's all, it's all well and good me doing this one year and saying, hi, we've done this amazing project and look, and nothing ever coming from that. And I think that's also something I've been very conscious of is what can the Hazlitt Theatre do and kind of the Hazlitt Institute for Performing Arts do going forward to make sure that those young people who hear these stories know that they have a place here and they know that they'll always be welcome in our spaces. And so we ended up, actually one of the stories is from the Hazlitt. So it's kind of, we got uh, the people who work here to record some little bits. We had the general manager here, Martin. Um, He recorded a statement as well. So actually, what we were trying to do is say going forward we'll do more and actually we we honor the facts of like in engagement with this project like I spoke about you don't know me why would I take those parts of you but actually we want to make sure that going forward you know who we are and you know that whether you come and watch one of our shows or if you come to one of our programs that you always feel like there is room for you here and that we we will accept you and be here with open arms and I think that's what's really important is that actually Maidstone has a a hub for that kind of that love oh Amy you might possibly be my hero um thank you so much for having a chat with us um <laughs> if if people want to go and see uh not a phase live obviously it's at the Hazlitt but then out of the Hazlitt as well but um if people want to find tickets they can go to eventbrite.com right yes so they go uh, onto Eventbrite and you can search Not A Phase Live. And then if not, head to our social media and it's all on there as well. Fab. And that's on Sunday, June 26th. Um, yeah. And the tickets are free. Tickets are completely free. This is the thing. That's I madness. Want, I want people... I know. I want I want people to see this. And for me, it's important that people can access that no matter who they are. That's what's important to me. <laughs> oh, it's amazing. It's brilliant. You are a fabulous human being for making it happen. Well done, you. Um, <laughs> seven till nine uh, on Sunday, June 26th. Uh, tickets are free. You can find those tickets on eventbrite.com. Uh, Amy, thank you so much for having a chat with us. Is there, as a little reward, as a little present, as a pat on the back for you, is there a song that we can stick on for you now? I think if I'm going to go with a modern day LGBTQ plus icon, I'm going to go with Harry Styles. Um, yes. And potentially 
golden as it's a lovely sunny day. Done. Deal. We will stick Harry Styles and Golden on for you. Amy, thank you so much. Once again, uh, it's uh, not a phase live down at uh, the Hazlitt Theatre and then into Fremlin's Walk on Sunday, June 26th from 7 o'clock. Amy, have a great day. Thank you so much. You too. Thank you. I love your face. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Isn't she the coolest? We love, love Amy Riley. Um, Big fan, big fan of Amy Riley. I might get a t-shirt made saying I'm a fan of Amy Riley. It's the best I could come up with at short notice. Right, uh, that is it for this episode. But don't worry because I'm always on Maidstone Radio every Wednesday, Thursday and Friday from 7am for The Breakfast Show. Uh, We bring you things like the Power Shower. Uh, We do the Hope You Have a Good Day song. There's the Reverse TV theme game. And of course, the 80s After 8, where we play nothing but great 80s songs from from 8 o'clock until the ads pretty much how it works uh so feel free to join me and of course another episode of the chats will be making its way onto your favorite podcast platform very soon i do hope you have a good day bye